Welcome to the July 8th, 2021 meeting of the Science Fiction Club. So, um, Martin, you weren't here last month, where you were in Mexico, I think, That's right? Correct. Yes. Well, do you want to go this time first? And All right. I'm um, just bringing up my book to remember. It, it's one of these young adult books called The Rising. Let me mm. get the, the author. Hold on for a moment. Bookshelf. Talking books. 23 books. Man, I have hundreds on my cards. <laughs> I really do. Heather Graham and John Lann are the authors of this book called The Rising. Alright. And it's a young adult book. It's a little strange. Its main character is an 18-year-old boy by the name of Alex, who's a high school football pro. And it starts out that he's playing in a, in a football game and suddenly he gets these severe, tremendous pains in his head and he has to go to the hospital. And then strange things happen. It turns out that his parents or his adopted parents are Chinese. And we find out that 18 years ago, uh, the mother was working in a laboratory where they're doing experiments to try to open up wormholes. And they somehow they, they were able to open up a wormhole and Alex as a little baby came through and um, she was, they, he was adopted by the Chinese couple. And it turns out that 18 years later, uh, strange things begin to happen. And the people from this other world, light years away, are trying to reclaim him as their own. And mm. then you have a lot of, a series of different happenings and, and they, they're planning on invading the earth through these wormholes and they're, and they're manufacturing these, these drones that take, they're able to take on the appearance of, of, of living people like policemen. They look quite human. And, uh, and he has a protector who, who has come through with him 18 years ago and has been trying to find him and protect him. So the book has a lot of action to it. Uh, at the end, they end up, and then there's another side plot by this 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 um, magnet, a real rich person whose father was killed in an airplane by encountering these encountering these aliens, and he's out to try to to avenge his father's death and and go after all, all what he perceives to be aliens on Earth, and he gets involved with pursuing Alex. They end up in, in Alcatraz. Where they determined that the, the new wormhole is going to be a new wormhole is going to be open there, and there's a lot of a lot of adventures there. And they they end up finally destroying the wormhole, but the, the threat is still exists. Alex is on the run, trying to escape from um, this entrepreneur who's after him because he's an alien. He turns out to be an alien, and then the aliens themselves who, who have other wormholes in different parts of the earth. So it sounds like there might be a sequel, but I haven't really found out about it, if there is or not. But I like the book. It was, you know, there's a lot of teenage stuff in it. Um, there was a, his girlfriend was involved and she, she was his tutor and then fell in love with him and, and was escaping, you know, with him on different, on the adventure, trying to elude the, these aliens who wanted mm. to go back home again. And uh, that's basically it. Uh, you know, if you like young adult type books with a bit of adventure and a bit of science fiction, I would recommend it.
Uh, we've read some of them. Uh, I read some of them, you know, even when I was a young adult many years ago. And uh, they weren't bad. They, some of them are pretty good. I mean, yeah, some of them Andre are. Norton wrote young adult books and uh, John Christopher's Tripods were fantastic young adult books when I was a kid. I read them. I read them not too long ago. Lissy and I read them not too long ago. I read them in Braille. Uh, Bookshare has really good copies. Uh, NLS, of course, still has good copies, but not the original docking book versions, which I would have liked to have seen. But, um, well, um, okay, The Rising. What do you think, Sherry? Do you want to say something about a book? I think The Rising is a Bruce Springsteen album, by the way. <laughs> is it? Uh, I've never heard of it. I, well, I, 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 know I'm a big... sort of, I know some of his work, but I wasn't aware. I'm a big Bruce by. Springsteen fan. So are you? I, yes. I, I had it on my Victor Reader stream, and I really didn't I know won't. what it was. And I, I, oh, I, we used to make fun of him, but never mind. Um. <laughs> um, my book this time is called *The Fold* by mm. Peter Kleins, and it's C L I N E S, mm. and it's about um, a government project to perfect teleportation mm. and on this particular campus they have two big buildings and they've set up something to teleport things between the two buildings and a government employee sends one of his friends Mike to inspect things and see how things are going and why it's taking so long and etc etc Mike is a really interesting character he has a photographic memory and I wish I had that you know, there's a lot of stuff in this book that might make you wish you didn't, because it sounds mm. like sometimes it might be kind of a pain in the butt, because mm. he can't get rid of memories that he would prefer not to have. Well, see, that's a that's a question of retrieval, not storage. I mean, True. if I ask you to think about a summer day in you know that you like, that memory isn't with you all the time. You go find it, you bring it up. It's not like you know you it's always with you i mean i well, think for him, people think yeah okay go ahead sorry well no <laughs> i think you're right i think i i knew somebody once that had that and that was the mm -hmm. way he described it too was he could picture a book and then he could read every word that was on that oh, page oh man i'd love that wouldn't that isn't that just incredible yep. one of the things this mike guy did is he i thought was interesting is he never turned on lights at night because he knew where everything was without him <laughs> oh i, thought, well, I could do that yeah i know <laughs> that's what i was thinking right, too gosh i don't yeah. either <laughs> uh, but anyway mike goes there and the people are a bit hostile of course and he tries to convince them he's on their side and they slowly open up more and more and they've sent a lot of stuff through including animals which they're really not supposed to be doing and one mm. dog came back dead and one person came back really weird and paranoid and they had to hospitalize them and so there there's still a few glitches to be worked out here and slowly as the book progresses you learn what is really going on here and what the glitches are and the ending is pretty over the top i must say but it was pretty mm -hmm. exciting so all in all it was a pretty interesting book yeah that reminds me of well the movie was not didn't turn out as well but uh, there was a movie about teleporting called projected man um mystery science theater 3000 did it it was about a they were doing the same things and uh the project was about to be shut down so the guy, the main scientist, projects himself through it, but it doesn't work quite right. And he gets, he can shock people with his hand, and he gets power from electrical, you know, plugs wow. and stuff. Uh -huh. And he, and he uh, you know, and he kills people by touching them. And, 
Oh, it was kind of fun for a bad yeah, movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, I read a really good, Lissy and I read a really good book that I read back in 1972. And you know how some books really hold up well, some don't hold mm -hmm. up so well. Um, it's not science fiction, but uh, Narnia didn't hold up so well for me as an adult as it did when I was a kid. But um, but this is called The Chrysalids uh, by John Wyndham. We were talking about John Wyndham. We've been talking about him a few times because um, uh, we talked about, uh, well, Roger did uh, Trouble with Lycan uh, a meeting or two back, and we talked about the Day of the Trippids. Oh, you're right. It was something like the book he did. There has some similarities with one of the books. Well, this is the Chrysalids, only originally it was entitled, the American version was titled Rebirth. And that was the original title of the talking book version that NLS did. That was narrated by Patrick Horgan, I, whom I miss. Um, this version is a newer version uh, from Bard. It's called the Chrysalids, which was the British title of the, the title of the British edition of the book and it's read by some guy named Rick Rowan who's pretty did a pretty good job I think he did all right if I had encountered him first I would have said he was he was the best because um, he was he was really good um, and it was written in 1955 and it's uh, a post-nuclear world but the none of the characters know that though um, they just call it the tribulation, and we don't even know how far in the future it is. Um, they said there were three centuries of recorded history, but they don't know how much uh, time went before that, between the beginning of recorded history and the tribulation, as they call it. They're very religious, and they have really, really strict ideas about what the human form should look like, and if any, and of course, the animal forms and plant forms, and if anything deviates from them, then it has to be killed. Or in the case of humans, um, they, the, when a baby gets a birth, a, a, they, it has to get certified. It has to be examined very carefully, and then it gets certified. And if they find out that it's abnormal later in some way that they didn't know about, then they can revoke the certification and they send them off to the fringes um, or, and they sterilize them. And then they send them off to this place called the fringes, which is closer to, you know, where, you know, the, all the, there are areas of the, of the earth where there are, you know, places where the plants and the animals are much more mutated and weird looking and, and then if you go beyond the fringes, you get to the badlands where hardly anything grows and people mm -hmm. die if they get, you know, go too far into them. And then there are those places that are still look like they're few, you know, fused glass on the on the earth. You know, there's nothing there except that fused glass. And that's, of course, what happens when nuclear weapons go off. Um, but not, nobody knows that. Um, so the story is about these people of the main guy the main the protagonist he starts out being 10 his name's david and he um has the ability to communicate telepathically with several other people who live 
you know, in that part of the, actually, this takes place in Labrador, by the way, not in England, where you think it might, because um, John Wyndham was from there, but maybe England was too uh, bombed out. Maybe he thought it wouldn't be a good place, not enough wild country where there wasn't enough radiation, you know, as much radiation. But anyway, um, he uh, can talk, and of course, nobody knows about this, but it, it's the book first starts out with this little girl that he meets who's playing and she has an accident and hurts her foot and he she refuses to take off her shoes and her, her shoe or her sock because her foot got stuck between two rocks you know they're playing around and you know sliding on these and anyway um so but he convinces her and it turns out she has six toes and her parents you know have been keeping this secret for years but one time they're playing and somebody discovers them and reports her and her she and her parents try to flee before you know they can get picked up but they get discovered anyway and they get sent off to the fringes and he meets her later on you know about eight or nine eight or nine years later but anyway um so he has this telepathic ability and some of his other uh friends have but and no, nobody knows about it, but he has a sister who um, comes along um, a little bit later, a year or two later, and she has it much more powerfully. They don't know that, of course, until she's about six, and then she gets into distress, and she starts sending out this call, and it's so powerful that they can't resist it, so um, these people start coming from different directions, and somebody finds out about it and starts getting suspicious and so uh they make some inquiries and start getting more suspicious and so these people have to flee um but the little sister whose name's petra i thought it was petra but anyway um she detects these telepathic people from very far away that none of the others can hear and of course they detected her because she was so powerful, you know, much more powerful than the, than the, than the rest of them, David and his friends. And so um, they are coming, but the question is, will they come in time to save them? Because they're fleeing, but they're being pursued by the, uh, the patrols. They're sending out a posse after them because his father, David's father is very, you know, he's, He's got a farm and he's very, you know, and of course, anything, any plants that grow badly in the fields, the fields have to be burned. And so, but he's very religious and, you know, his, his family's very oppressive. His mother's pretty, you know, um, she's kind of walled off her emotions. She's not very, darn it, what's the word I want? You know, you know, the kind of people who are kind of cut off, not mm -hmm. very uh, emotional. She's not uh, present. No, she's present, but she doesn't give emotional support. She's not mm -hmm. empathic. She doesn't. Um, but anyway, so um, so he is. Um, so they they are pursued and they they fly um, to the fringes and but they get caught there, and so the question is will they be rescued in time and i guess i'm spoiling it a little bit but it's a good story um 
of course, I'm spoiling because Lissy wouldn't read it if it didn't have a good ending. So you can see there. <laughs> but it's a really good story. I enjoyed it, uh, you know, the second time. As I said, I read it like back in 1972. And I enjoyed it then. Uh, they never say a word about nuclear. You know, the only reason you know, I mean, you know from the blurb. But you would also know if you if you knew anything about, you know, nuclear weapons and what they and radiation and how, you know, when they, he describes the... Do they, do they have, do they conserve the technology? Do they have vehicles? Well, they're re trying to rebuild their technology. The best they have right now is a crude steam engine. That's all oh. they have right now. Hmm. Um, they're very, very careful about, re you know, technology because the tribulation, they have legends about the, what the old people, as they call them, and supposedly they could do miraculous things, but the judgment of God, as they understand it, came down upon them. So they want to be very careful. So technology advances very slowly. So they have horse-drawn carts and, wow. you know, they have, uh, you know, um, of course they have hammers and saws and things like that. But as I said, they don't have any, no oil or coal or anything like that. They've got, you know, steam power. Uh, steam engine, but it's very crude. That's the best they have. Huh. So it's a really, really good book. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I mean, you see these characters. And one of the things that Lissy was impressed with, and that I also was more impressed with this time than the first time, was that he really tries to describe a, more of what it's like to have telepathic contact, because you're not just sending words. They send thought shapes like, you know, they can send a whole paragraph in, you know, in a scene like, you know, somebody sitting by water and they're fishing. The you know, they send these shapes and um, thought shapes and they, they don't just send, they don't send words. They can send words. But um, so he tries to describe what this is like. And it's it's one of those things that makes science fiction, you know, something really good because of course, you can't get something like that in mainstream literature, something new, you know, different, you know, to uh, think about, you know, what your what your experience might be like if you had that power. Um, so it was a good book and it's on Bard. Uh, Bookshare has a copy also, but I don't know what kind of quality it is. Would you happen to know the number? No, I don't know the number. How do you spell, how do you spell Christmas? C H R Y. C-A-R-Y-S-A-L-I-D-S. S-A-L-I-D-S. D. D as in David. Right. Okay. I thought you said T. Yeah, I thought you said Maybe wrote Yeah. And it's by John Wyndham. W-H-Y-N-D-H-A-M. W-I-W-W-H-I-N. Wyndham? Yeah, W-H-Y-N-D-H-A-M. Okay. And Carissa So when yeah. David and his family ended up in the fringes, isn't that weird? No, not his family. His uh, family, his father was pursuing him. His family. Oh, okay. he, he, just after. he and his sister ended up oh, there. Okay. Uh, and his his uh, girlfriend, they fled, and some of them did get caught. Two, There were two sisters that got caught. There were a couple of others that remained hidden, though. They weren't betrayed. Um but um, yeah, what was your question? Well, I was I was thinking that's where they would have sent them anyway. But it, it sounds like, and I was wondering yes. when they send the babies there, do they send their parents too, or just the 
babies. Well, they send the parents with the children, but they sterilize oh, them so they can't have any more children. Right. But yeah. here's the thing. They sent them to the fringes, but they were scared because they didn't know how many others there were because they don't appear any different. So they, mm -hmm. they pursued them to the fringes because they wanted to capture them to make them tell who else there was. Uh -huh. so that's why they pursued them. They didn't just, you know, they weren't going to just send them to the fringes. They were mm -hmm. going to torture them. They already tortured one of them. Of course, oh, wow. this is back in 1955. He didn't describe it. If I was thinking today, if it was a modern book, they probably would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, But they didn't describe it except to mention hot irons. Mm -hmm. um, but she didn't just betray everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but they wanted to capture David and Rosalind and his sister. Of course, she was only eight years old, so she'd probably cave, you know, and tell mm -hmm. them about everybody. So that's why they pursued them into the fringe instead of just leaving them go. Um, so it was good. It was very good. Um, so anyway, um, well, that's it till September, I guess. huh? The next meeting of the Science Fiction Club will be on Thursday, September. What would that be? Anybody quick? Don't know. I can ask Siri real quick. Uh, September 9th. Okay. Oh, okay. I believe. Um, I believe it's September 9th. Let's see. Uh, today is July 10th, so um, the next... Wait a minute. No, oh, shoot. Uh, I, I, go ahead and ask her. Okay. What is the date of the second Thursday in September? The second Thursday is on September 9th, 2021. Yep, you're right. All right. Way to Yay. go. Okay, the next meeting will be on September 9th. 